transition music. <laughs> Coming to you live. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody beyond the binary, welcome to the Types of Clowns series. Woo! Today's episode, we are doing a discussion on the drumroll, please. The character clown. Woo! So, character clown's a pretty interesting one. And I uh, will explain why later on in the episode. Mm. But I am excited to talk about it. So, for all of you who don't know, I'm Tom, and this over here is Ian. Hello. Uh, and we are both uh, graduates from NICA, the National Institute of Circus Arts in Melbourne, and we specialized in clown there. And so we just created this podcast to share uh, our love of clowning with all of you people. If you are tuning in to us for the first time uh, in the Types of Clown series, we recommend you go back and listen to the first episodes. And those are episodes on the Whiteface Clown, the August Clown, and the Tramp slash Hobo Clown. Yeah, and we reference them quite a lot throughout the episode. Yes, we do. So, go back, listen to those before listening to this one, if you, if you like. So, I don't really have too many opening notes for this episode, do you? <laughs> Yeah, I've got a quick one. Oh, yeah? Excellent. Um, I saw on some of the websites, and I think you probably did too, that it said that character clowns were only in competitions, which I thought was interesting. Ah, uh, yeah. I don't know why, but I suppose, like, I guess it is its own category. I'd almost disagree mm. with that statement, to be honest. Yeah, I would too. Because you sort of see them, I guess they're more common in, say, like, film especially for yeah. some of the examples we'll talk about. But mm. also, like, there's definitely clowns in circuses that are characters, for sure. Absolutely. Uh, I think we'll have to debunk that possibly later on. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, shall we crack on into it? Let's do it. Transition music! <laughs> Coming to you live! <laughs> So, for the character clown, I'm sure you would have found as well, too, Tom, that there is sort of one big defining feature of the character clown. And that is that a character clown is often a very recognizable uh, profession or Mm. hobby or even a caricature Mm. or, or stereotype. So, it's somebody being a policeman a Mm. fireman, a security guard, as an example, or even something like a tennis player. Yeah, or uh, to get a little bit more abstract, you could be the nerd or the jock or a grandmother or other things Mm. like that. Yeah. I found um, on the World Clown Association uh, website, as you mentioned, his opening note that a character clown is often used in competition. Mm-hmm. I f- I'm going to briefly read out some of the rules oh, cool. that they have for the character clown. That's awesome. All right, here we go. The character clown must depict a specific identifiable character in total clown makeup. Examples. Baseball player, sailor, nurse, chef. 
The makeup must complement the character and may be Whiteface or Ghast, Tramp slash Hobo or Clown Light, which we have an actor who talked about. Hmm. The, the character must be apparent to the judges. If the judges cannot understand or define the character being portrayed, the competitor may lose points or be disqualified. So um, what those rules kind of just lightly touch on is that it is possible for the character clown to be other types of clowns. Mm. As a brief example, it's possible for a, you know, high status white face clown to dress up like a orchestra conductor. Mm. But what is um, interesting is that not necessarily all character clowns, they don't have to be tramp or white face or august that, a character clown can be a category on its own. For example, a lot of the modern day performers, such as uh, Rowan Atkinson in Mr. Bean, or Sasha Baron Cohen being Borat or Bruno, these people, actors, keep their character as the base and they're not doing, you know, all of yeah. the traditional types of makeup types. Hmm. Yeah, I think that. A lot of clowns or, uh, I suppose, clowns in film and TV are, they're almost exclusively all character. So it's harder to find them, like find like traditional clowns in TV, obviously. So then it kind of tends towards them all being character clowns. It's kind of funny. Character clown is almost like the modern sort of adaptation of clowning because mm. it, it sort of allows you to be a funny person or interact in funny ways without having to put on all of the makeup. Mm. You know, ha- have a very um, stereotyped look of a clown. Mm. It's funny because it kind of allows people to pretend they're not a clown because there's such a weird association with the word clown. So if you can kind of distance yourself from what clowns usually look like, then people will find you funnier. Yeah, that's a really good point. And um, one thing you were saying, Tom, before we started recording was about the Cirque du Soleil clowns. Mm, yeah. I just mentioned that I've found interesting that almost all Cirque du Soleil clowns are character clowns and they might be like whiteface or august or hobo or tramp or whatever but they often will have a character overlaid and in the best of Cirque du Soleil clown acts short clip montage on youtube thing on youtube we'll put a link in the description um they almost all of them have a character like they'll be regal like royalty or they'll be a fisherman or they'll be like a laundromat person um it's not it's not very often that they're just a clown Mm, yeah they'll have like a very recognizable role and i think as as someone who like creates clown characters it's much easier to create a character if you know what you're basing it around so if yes if you've got an idea where it starts like as a sailor and then you can extrapolate lots of different things from that and it's much easier to find the walk and find the voice and all of that sort of stuff rather than coming at from i want to be an august clown and then it's like well 
there's lots of ways to play that. <laughs> <laughs> it's really um, fascinating because that brings, uh, I think we might have mentioned it in other episodes, but I can't remember if it was a gentleman called Nali or if it was a gentleman, or if it was Ludwig, our clown teacher. He talked about like the clown triangle. Mm. And uh, if you can imagine a, you know, a three-sided triangle, each point will have a different sort of um, important feature for a clown. Mm. And the points are, say, example, the character, so who the character is, the world, so what world does this character exist in, and the action, what actually happens. Mm. So that um, builds on what you were saying, you know, if you have a world or a setting uh, that you know where you're going to base it off, then it's easy to to create, okay, like we're going to have a a sailor, well, he's probably going to, his world might be a boat, you know, or it could be Mm. an island or... And the action could be, you know, his sinking. Uh, For me, the history of character clown kind of began when there were clowns to do characters. So, for example, with Grimaldi, he he often played his character, his clown, like the clown as a part of the pantomime or the harlequinade. And he wouldn't just be a clown. He would be like a baker or he would be the fisherman or the fisherman's wife or whatever. Um, And that would be the, he would be the funny man in the show as a character. So for me, character clown has kind of just gone hand in hand with clowning since ever. Mm. Yeah. It sort of goes back to that, that idea of like, you can, be the funny man and you can be cast as different things, mm. Expe- especially just as you described with the Harlequinades and the pantomimes, they would have a, you know, in quotations, a clown mm. that is cast for the different roles, you know, and they would still be, they would be the funny man, but they'd be different things. Mm. It's really, I really liked what you said. It kind of allows you to be a clown without associating with clowning. Yeah, well, that's the thing. So we kind of, Tom and I both sort of guessed that the the term character clown is a bit more of a modern sort of description, Mm. Um, almost in like a necessity to sort of label everything and sort of make clarifications between the clown types, because um, Mm. obviously with the character clown, there is the most overlapping between the clown types. Hmm. So we hope, uh, listening to this, you can kind of now be able to distinguish, ah, are they a character clown or are they another type of clown being a character? Yeah. I think is the two main points there. Yeah. Um, another thing was that a lot of websites, when you, they say character clown, they reference a lot of, uh, hobo or tramp clowns. Um, and they will sometimes reference hobo or tramp as a type of character crown, which I personally disagree with because um, Hobo and Tramp have such a rich history and they kind of came upon themselves through a completely different story to character clown. Mm. Um, and like, like it's the same thing. Like you can have a Hobo or Tramp clown being, you know, the bus boy or the whatever. Um, yeah. But I would say that on a whole, they're a separate entity. Yes, yeah, that would that that makes sense to me. Like, there's enough research and history and 
like definable features of a tramp and a hobo clown for them to be their own mm. category rather than oh it's just somebody pretending to be you know a hobo or mm. a homeless person mm. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone in between, for listening to our episode. It has been loving, love, lovely having you. Um, we hope this has cleared up what a character clown is, uh, and we look forward to doing more of these types. Um, I, if you want to message us on Facebook or through our email. We, on Facebook, we are Cheeky Productions, and our email is cheekyproductions at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear what you have to say and what you thought of the episode. Um, if you have any suggestions for future episodes you'd love us to do, or anyone you'd love us to interview, please let us know. That would be great. That would be amazing. We love suggestions, and we love hearing from all of you lovely people. Hmm. Joke of the day? Joke of the day! Let's do it. I think I've, I've got one prepared. How amazing is that? It's good that you're prepared. That's awesome. I'm on a joke website, and there's a category for funniest jokes, and then hilarious jokes is another <laughs> category. I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know how I feel about that. They should all be the funniest. Why would you ever click on the other one? Why not, Why wouldn't you always go for the funniest ones? I suppose you need some contrast still. I mean, true. Like, what is the difference between the f- hilarious and funniest? Like, anyway. Anyway. <laughs> Both of us getting distracted. <laughs> um, all right. I can't even remember the joke. Hold on, let me pull it up. Oh, <laughs> God. Let me have the joke, please. All right, I've got one that we won't include. Okay. My dog used to chase people on a bike a lot. It got so bad I had to take his bike away. (laughs) That's a good one. (laughs) Alright. What do you call a fake noodle? What do you call a fake noodle? Mm -hmm. I don't know. (laughs) An impasta. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, it's a good one, eh? An imposter. <laughs> I was going on the lines of, I was like, foodle? Foodle? Yeah, like, I can like, see like, it on your mouth. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you for tuning in, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Uh, this is Tom and Ian signing out. <laughs> Bye. Bye.